This is a moment in Jewish history. Last week, I bumped into a friend who told me she is listening to my podcast and interested because she is a tour guide. When I asked her how her job is going, she said there is almost no work, and she is currently volunteering. So I decided to use this time to interview Rachel Lazar and ask her about life as an Israeli tour guide. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, Ben. It's really nice to talk to you today. How do you use history in your tour guiding? So information and history is like sugar. Too much, it could be hurtful. So I keep that in mind whenever I do tours. Not because I don't want to share information, but I also don't want to overload the people. It's more interesting if we understand the concepts, the tendencies, or the general era, instead of knowing years and facts. So history is very important and guides us, and it's also good to have the big picture, but I'm trying not to go into the teeny tiny details of it all because then it could be overwhelming. So use it wisely. And of course, also depends on your group, depends on your audience. Sometimes people have already a lot of background information and then it could be a lot more exciting and interesting. And sometimes people don't have information, so it's more just basic facts. Simple could be also nice. What are some of your favorite historic sites? Well, that's a hard question to answer, but I'm going to go with the obvious answer. Jerusalem is one of my favorite places because there's just so much going on. I really, really like the ancient water tunnels in the city of David or in the Talpiot area. Some of them we can see in the Mona Natsif Talpiot area even today, and they still collect water. I really like just next to Menachem Begin Museum, there's Katef Hinom. It's a burial site from the first temple period where they found the first ever earliest version of Birkata Koanim, the priestly blessing. That is also a very exceptional site, a smaller one, but very important one. I really, really love also the Judean desert. There's just so much going on in addition to Masada, Qumran, the Dead Sea, the biblical landscapes of our forefathers and foremothers. It's hard to pick, but I guess the Jerusalem area and the Judean desert is very, very rich in history insight. What kind of challenges do you have in giving over your knowledge to tourists? Well, sometimes they are just not interested. I'm very often wondering why would people want to hire tour guides instead of just reading about the places themselves. It could be superficial. Instead of me just giving them information as much as they are interested in. But sometimes people are interested in shopping or they are distracted by all the colors or outside distractions that could be going on. Sometimes we also have other circumstances such as renovations or unexpected road closures or 
visits of dignitaries which makes the site inaccessible. One of my favorite examples was the Kotel tunnels when we were there with a group and <laughs> all of a sudden there's some security people coming and they literally spread our group into like the Red Sea and no other than the Prime Minister Netanyahu walks through the crowd. Apparently there was a bar mitzvah going on at the same time at that very place. So <laughs> these could be all very, very distracting factors, nevertheless memorable experience. Thank you, Rachel Lazar. We hope business picks up soon, and we thank all the volunteers who have been helping Israel during this time. This has been a moment in Jewish history. My name is Ben Bresky. For past shows, you can check out benbresky.substack.com. Thank you to all the listeners, and Shalom.